received this afternoon a message from the Japanese government in reply to the message forwarded to that government by the Secretary of State on August 11th. I deem this reply a full acceptance of the Potsdam Declaration, which specifies the unconditional surrender of Japan. Arrangements are now being made for the formal signing of the surrender terms at the earliest possible moment. General Douglas MacArthur has been appointed the Supreme Allied Commander to receive the Japanese surrender. The proclamation of VJ Day must await upon the formal signing of the surrender terms by Japan. With Japan's surrender, the American General Douglas MacArthur was given supreme command of Allied Occupied Japan. He ordered the arrest of suspected war criminals including Hideki Tojo and Nobusuke Kishi. Tojo, when he heard the GIs outside of his home, shot himself in the chest with his pistol. Attempting suicide by shot to the heart, he missed. As he bled, Tojo began to talk, and two Japanese reporters recorded his words, quote, I am very sorry it is taking me so long to die. The Greater East Asia War was justified and righteous. I am very sorry for the nation and all the races of the greater Asiatic powers. I wait for the righteous judgment of history. I wish to commit suicide, but sometimes that fails." End quote. Imperial Japan was responsible for the deaths of between 3 to 14 million civilians through massacre, human experimentation, starvation, and forced labor, with a significant portion of them occurring during Tojo's premiership and Kishi's supervision in Manchukuo where the infamous Unit 731 was located. Both men would be sent to Sugamo Prison in Tokyo to await trial for crimes against humanity. In the Tokyo War Crimes Tribunal, or Tokyo Trial, based off of the more famous Nuremberg Trials, which were being held at the same time in Germany, the God Emperor Showa, better known as Hirohito in the West, the Supreme Leader of Japan, was noticeably absent from the Tokyo Trial. Hirohito had complete control over Japan during the war, and not just the war against the West. He allowed the Japanese invasion of China, which led to mass human suffering. Hirohito had not only supported the attack on Pearl Harbor, but showed visible joy at the news of the successful Japanese attack. General MacArthur understood, in the state religion of Japan, Shinto Buddhism, the emperor was a god. Japan would fall apart without their emperor, and chaos would erupt. The occupation could be trouble-free if he was left in power. Many wanted Hirohito to be indicted as a war criminal. The Australian government, one of the 11 countries sitting as judges in the trial, had him listed as a war criminal and intended to put him on trial. The US government during the war likened him in their propaganda to the evils of Hitler and Mussolini. MacArthur, however, was in complete control. The narrative was changed to that of Hirohito not being a god emperor, but being a puppet to the militaristic generals who usurped power in Japan, Tojo first and foremost. As a result, any possible evidence that would incriminate the emperor and his family were excluded from the Tokyo trial. A democratized American-based Japanese constitution would be created, with Hirohito as a constitutional monarch, but only as a figurehead. The monster of Showa, Nobusuke Kishi, was also spared from the Tokyo tribunal. A group of influential Americans who had formed themselves into an American Council on Japan came to Kishi's aid and lobbied the American government to release him, as they considered Kishi to be the best man 
to lead a post-war Japan in a pro-American direction. Even while still in prison, he began plotting his political comeback. Hideki Tojo, during the Tokyo trial, accepted full responsibility for his actions during the war and made this speech. Quote, It is natural that I should bear entire responsibility for the war in general, and needless to say, I am prepared to do so. Consequently, now that the war has been lost, it is presumably necessary that I be judged so that the circumstances of the time can be clarified and the future peace of the world be assured. Therefore, with respect to my trial, it is my intention to speak frankly, according to my recollection, even though when the vanquished stands before the victor who has over him the power of life and death, he may be apt to toady and flatter. I mean to pay considerable attention to this in my actions and say to the end that what is true is true and what is false is false. To shade one's words in flattery to the point of untruthfulness would falsify the trial and do incalculable harm to the nation, and great care must be taken to avoid this. End quote. The Tokyo trial concluded with a sentence of 16 Japanese given life sentences, two died while standing trial, one was deemed mentally unfit, seven were hanged, including Tojo. No photographs were taken, as they didn't want to antagonize the Japanese people. Before his death, Tojo apologized for the atrocities committed by the Japanese military and urged the American military to show compassion towards the Japanese people, who had suffered devastating air attacks, including firebombing, which had annihilated the Japanese, and the two atomic bombings. Many historians now believe Tojo to have been scapegoated. Although the emperor was guilty of many of the empire of Japan's crimes, Hideki Tojo was given full blame. Intermission time. Hello, everyone. So, thank you so much to my Patreon supporters. Thank you so much to my oldest, Aaron Hansen. And thank you so much to Grimbot, Richard Winter, Melina Leonard, and Johanna. Again, as always, I love you guys. Thank you so much. If you guys want to support the show in other ways, you can always uh, write comments about me on iTunes. You can uh, write about me. Does Spotify let you write? I don't know. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I have an Instagram page. Uh, TikTok. I'm posting on TikTok three times a day. Uh, but honestly, just listening is enough for me. Thank you so much, guys. For the next seven years, Japan would be occupied and the occupation would be overseen by MacArthur. Over one million soldiers were involved. During the war, Japanese propaganda labeled the Americans as baby cannibals and rapists. Rape, it should be noted, was a major problem during the occupation period. At one point, the numbers of reported rapes got as high as 330 per day. This is also considering the vast majority of rapes go unreported. The wounds of Nagasaki and Hiroshima also would not be forgotten. Even to this day, the atomic bombings are taboo subjects, not just in Japan, but all over the world. Despite this, the Japanese were not so resistant to American restructuring as you might think. Renjiro Sode, a political scientist, said of the Reconstruction period, quote, MacArthur is seen by many Japanese as a liberator. The Japanese regarded MacArthur as the highest human being, just below God, end quote. The blue-eyed shogun. Japan was lucky compared to Germany, which had been divided between four different states, the USSR, the USA, Great Britain and France, and divided for years after the war. Japan was solely occupied, allowing for the USA to shape it into what it wanted. Japan's industry and cities were annihilated by incendiary firebombs, 
which allowed the USA to completely modernize Japan's industry. It caused expansive growth for the Japanese economy. Years and years of war had drained the Japanese, and they were ready for something new. While the Germans were starving and dying in the winter of 1945, for reasons only known to Eisenhower, MacArthur told headquarters that if they don't send food to Japan, they better send him bullets instead. So the US government sent wheat. The Japanese asked how do we eat it. The US occupation said bake bread with it. However, they don't have bakeries in every street corner. So they turned it into ramen. And that's the story of how ramen went viral in Japan. The ramen fad wouldn't take off for a few years, and so Japan was on the brink of mass starvation by the end of the war. In 1946, adults in Tokyo were surviving on just 775 calories per day. The Americans were ordered not to eat any Japanese food when they landed, and quickly dispensed their wartime rations to the Japanese populace. Japan, who had been stealing food exports from its colonies in China and Korea, faced a severe shortage once those were taken away from it. It took years for the food shortages to finish. MacArthur installed an American written constitution to replace the Meiji one. The most controversial part of the new constitution was the notorious Article 9, which states, quote, Japanese people forever renounce war as a sovereign right of the nation and the threat or use of force as a means of settling disputes, end quote. Article 9 was thought of by a Japanese man, the newly elected prime minister, Kijiro Shidahara, who came up with it while on board a train to Tokyo. His reasoning was that the military had lost their respect of the people and keeping armed forces would make Japanese people obsessed with rearming the country. Many Japanese have been trying to overturn Article 9 since the occupation. Politicians including Nobusuke Kishi and Shinzo Abe. The new constitution gave women rights, which was shocking for the patriarchal Japanese. Freedom of religion was granted, which destroyed state funding to the Shinto religion. This meant that the heavily propagandized Shinto religion would no longer be able to be used as a propagandistic tool to make the Japanese think they were the supreme race and the emperor was a god. The emperor's cult was dismantled. At MacArthur's insistence as part of a New Year Day message, 1946, Emperor Hirohito publicly renounced his own divinity, declaring, quote, The ties between us and our people have always stood upon mutual trust and affection. They do not depend upon mere legends and myths. They are not predicated on the false conception that the emperor is divine and that the Japanese people are superior to other races and fated to rule the world, end quote. In many ways, the new constitution was a punishment from the Americans, still bitter from Pearl Harbor and the Japanese brutal way of waging war. Labor unions, which had been banned in the 1940s, were brought back, even more radical labor unions than what existed in the USA. Under Japan's new freedom of speech, political prisoners were released, including the communists. In 1922, the Japanese Communist Party was founded in Tokyo. The party was not welcomed in the increasingly militaristic and conservative Japan and was outlawed in 1925. Its members were persecuted by the thought police. Upon release from prison, the JCP, or Japanese Communist Party, welcomed the American occupiers. Although the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki get all the credit for ending the Second World War, one of the major reasons Hirohito decided to step in and surrender. Only hours before the second atomic bombing on Nagasaki, the Soviet Union launched a surprise attack on Manchukuo. The size of the front was equal to that of the Western European theater. The formidable Kwantung army, which Nobusuke Kishi had spent a considerable amount of his career befriending, 
fought bravely, but had been severely weakened by troop redeployments against the Americans. The last Chinese emperor, Pu Yi, the puppet leader of Manchukuo, was quickly captured by the Soviet Red Army. It was unnecessary though. Manchukuo was a mere puppet state and fell apart within weeks of the Soviet invasion. Both the Americans and the Soviets rushed to take as much land as possible. The Americans landed in South Korea at Incheon and rushed to the 38th parallel. The Chinese Civil War had been fought intermittently since 1927. The fractured state of China had been dominated by warlords all fighting for control of China and against the Japanese. The two most important factions were the ROC, Republic of China, aka the Nationalists, led by Chiang Kai-shek, and the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, led by Mao Zedong. Both had fought against the Japanese, but the Communists were far more popular with the people due to their land reform policies and the Nationalist corruption. Despite this, the Nationalists controlled far more land. When the Soviets took Manchukuo, a region which had been heavily industrialized by the Japanese, thanks in large part to Kishi, they gave it to the Communists. Both the Nationalists and the Communists had been fighting with whatever they could get, ranging from pre-World War I German rifles to Japanese looted equipment. The Communists now had a massive arsenal of modern Japanese armaments. The war turned against the Nationalists, and eventually Chiang Kai-shek fled to Taiwan. By 1949, mainland China fell to the Communists. The fall of China to the Communists was a wake-up call for the Americans. This put not just another great power in the communist camp, but the world's largest population had suddenly gone red. Cold War tensions began flaring. The same year, the Japanese Communist Party won 10% of the popular vote. The USA responded by cracking down on the JCP, allowing the Japanese government to purge them. Thousands of leftist intellectuals all over Japan lost their jobs, from government posts to teaching jobs to private corporations. Stalin responded by ordering a violent revolution to be undertaken. The Japanese Communist Party was normally a peaceful organization. Given the American occupation, they had no other choice. The JCP Communists began fermenting revolution. Korea had been annexed outright as a part of Japan, but after the end of World War II, it had been divided between the two blocs, the puppet Communist North and the Democratic, but not at all Democratic, Puppet South. Many North Koreans had fought alongside their communist brethren in China. They were inspired by this victory, and North Korea, upon Joseph Stalin's permission, invaded the South, leading to the Korean War of 1950. My fellow Americans, I want to talk to you plainly tonight about what we're doing in Korea and about our policy in the Far East. In the simplest terms, what we're doing in Korea is this. We are trying to prevent a third world war. The communists in the Kremlin are engaged in a monstrous conspiracy to stamp out freedom all over the world. If they were to succeed, the United States would be numbered among their principal victims. It must be clear to everyone that the United States cannot and will not sit idly by and await foreign conquest. Their aggression against Korea is the boldest and most dangerous move the communists have yet made. The attack on Korea was a part of a greater plan for conquering all Asia. I would like to read to you from a secret intelligence report which came to us after the attack. The report tells what a communist officer in the Far East told his men several months before the invasion of Korea. Here's what he said. 
in order to successfully undertake the long-awaited world revolution, we must first unify Asia, Java, Indochina, Malaya, India, Tibet, Thailand, Philippines, and Japan are our ultimate targets. The communists rapidly defeated the South. U.S. President Truman put General Douglas MacArthur in command of the defense of South Korea, which he did masterfully, landing an amphibious assault at Incheon. The UN forces, led by MacArthur, cut the communist forces in half and started a rout. He pushed the North Koreans all the way back past the 38th parallel to the Yalu River, the border between China and North Korea. The Chinese communists came to the aid of their brethren and launched a massive counterattack of 300,000 soldiers. MacArthur wanted to continue the campaign into China. However, Truman ordered him not to do so as to prevent a war with China and possibly the Soviet Union. MacArthur was infuriated and wrote a letter in 1951 to the Republican Speaker of the House criticizing Truman. Americans have a bedrock principle, keeping civilian government and the military separate. MacArthur had been governing Japan for the past five years, and perhaps he had forgotten this. A number of events have made it evident that General MacArthur did not agree with that policy. I have therefore considered it essential to relieve General MacArthur so that there would be no doubt or confusion as to the real purpose and aim of our policy. It was with the deepest personal regret that I found myself compelled to take this action. General MacArthur is one of our greatest military commanders, but the cause of world peace is much more important than any individual. MacArthur returned to the USA. I now close my military career and just fade away, an old soldier who tried to do his duty as God gave him the light to see that duty. Goodbye. Truman's approval rating dropped to the lowest point of any president in American history at just 22%. MacArthur was an American hero and a legend. People began booing and Truman was hanged in effigy in several cities. Truman famously kept a sign with the phrase, the buck stops here, on his desk in the Oval Office. It would seem the at the time unpopular president, and posthumously loved president, practiced what he preached. As General Omar Bradley told the Senate, quote, In the opinion of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, MacArthur's strategy would involve us in the wrong war, at the wrong place, at the wrong time, and with the wrong enemy. End quote. With MacArthur's return to the USA, the American occupation of Japan was ending. The Truman administration had already been working on an end to the occupation, which would result in two separate treaties being signed, both on the same day. The 1952 Treaty of San Francisco and the 1952 Security Treaty between the United States and Japan, the former containing Japan's acceptance and willingness to provide compensation for its victims in the Second World War, the latter containing five articles which essentially made the newly freed Japan a puppet state to the Americans. American bases would stay on Japanese soil indefinitely. Japan would not be allowed to interfere in foreign disputes without U.S. consent. The treaty made no mention of the U.S. to be required to defend Japan, should it be attacked. Troublingly for many Japanese, the treaty had no set expiration date, nor did it specify any precise mechanism of abrogation. Even after the occupation officially ended in 1952, 
A total of 260,000 American soldiers remain based on mainland Japan without the blue-eyed shogun's leadership. Although Japan was now an independent country, it found itself chained to its former occupier in an increasingly hot Cold War that many in Japan wanted to stay out of. The next few decades of Japanese history would be a paradoxical mix of newly acquired freedoms and political unrest.